twang. Twang, twang, twang. Twang, twang. All right, so the general discussion will be... Twang, twang. Boom, 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 um, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to talk about some stuff I've been watching lately. I'm probably going to talk about, um, the new Star Trek uh cartoon and a little bit just a little a little bit like general impressions of the first episode of the new season of discovery mm. no spoilers oh okay. just ju- just general is that season four now three. three three okay then i haven't missed anything other than picard and the new season it's just just started Right, but I mean, I have, if it just started, then I haven't missed an Anne. Ent- I wasn't sure if I missed an entire season yet or not. No, not yet. And you also missed an entire season of Lower Decks now. Well, that's okay. I can I can slop all those together in one. It'll yeah. be a nice binge. Well, it was nice because they're doing a thing that was. Um... We should probably air this while we're talking since we're talking about it so heavily. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm Meryl. And I'm Eric. And we're talking about Star Trek, but not just specifically Star Trek. We're just, right now we're talking about Star Trek, but we're just talking about things today. I just Um, have to make a quick comment. That was our uh, most uh, laxed intro I think (laughs) we have breezed into possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. I'm fine with it. It'll work out. It well, this is well. It's just find a nice point to fade into hey man, the conversation. This is a this is a nice relaxed episode. We're here. We don't. And that's what's going on today. We don't have much of a yep. of a schedule or a, we need no, a no, non-agenda a name. Um. Uh. If there was, like, I, if there was like a jokey fun friend name that started with an S that we could do with like Swamp something. Ah. Something Swamp. My, uh... Yeah, but anyway. My, um, my what initi- were we just talking about about Star that before I, or Star Trek before I, uh, cut you off and said we should Oh, start. um, it was a nice thing that they were doing, um, this, this season, or this cycle with Star Trek was that it was since Lower Decks, the animated show started, it went straight from when Lower Decks ended. Next week, Discovery starts. Okay. Dis- Discovery starts. So they're just like, cool. this is our ramp up to Star Trek. Cool. No Star Trek gap. Yeah. Either. Yeah. People who want content will have content endlessly. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you, you mentioned Picard before. And I think I mentioned this off mic. I think I know what you're going to bring up. It was a. I liked the show, but he's just so old now. 
it, it, it's 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 so sad. See, does he look like he's up to do it, or does he look like he's just doing it because people want him to do it? He looks like he's up to do it, but he's also like he's also a good actor, though. He's also old as fuck. It, it, it's something about watching him do stuff with his hands, where it's just like, oh, they're gonna, his hands are just gonna shatter if someone grabbed his hands too hard, they just break. Like, do they have that done. little bit kind of a shake? Um, it's or that that weird. They're look. just, they're just, yeah, they just look like old man hands. Now. Okay, and I think that's the biggest thing, because, because he's always. Why can't I remember his name? Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart has always kind of looked old. In he like even when he was young, he looked old. But yeah, now he's I know like, what you mean. The baldness definitely. Yeah. Did that. But now he's like you know, but it was a good show. Hmm. I I had. I had some gripes with it, but um, none that I can really remember. None, none that would prevent me from like watching another season. Oh wow! Uh. It was just little stuff where it's just like, oh. I think it would take for me personally. It would take a lot, or being completely non-canon, for me to not want to watch something Star Trek related. Yeah. I do. Like, if it had nothing to do with the original storyline, I'd maybe be inclined to not watch it, unless it is good. But, like, that or it really being a butthole, I, remember I don't think I hearing, would. Uh... I remember hearing some people complain about when Discovery first came out that it was too action-oriented for a Star Trek it's show. It's too different. When it comes down to it, people, it's just not... It's well, just not TNG or DS9 or whatever people are. Yeah, whatever their super, favorite one is. Yeah, exactly. See, that's why I'm lucky. My favorite one was Voyager. So <laughs> Voyager. That, that one, that Voyager one, was really good, though. Voyager, I... Uh, I it, then again, I enjoyed all four of that era's... Oh, yeah, you liked Enterprise. I, well, I, I forgot really about Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. I totally enjoyed Enterprise. That was the surprise. That's like, it's been if not a long my f- road. Oh god, dude! I need <laughs> that song on on the forty-five. Just the single. I but, got um, strength. Yeah, that's the surprise. Probably either my top or number two of the four. I I should honestly give Enterprise a rewatch. Um, there was just I don't know. It was very different, but the way that the characters. Uh, Kind of changed over time, similar to I guess I don't. You didn't watch DS Nine though, but DS Nine did a big, a big change. But then again, Voyager did the same thing because at the beginning of Voyager, everybody was at each other's throats. Oh yeah, yeah. By the end of the series, their character development—that was the word I was looking for. Yes, was very notable. But uh, I would say Enterprise's character development was really good, and characters that I. In the first episodes, characters that I didn't think I would like, I wound up really liking a lot. So that, that one really surprised me. That is a thing I remember even as a kid when I was watching it. was just like, well, these characters are kind of one-dimensional in the first season. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, oh, she knows about languages and is afraid of teleporters yeah and well like i like the intro episode premise too though because it's they're a crew 
that is more from our time. It's like mm-hmm. people right on the cusp of well, learning that, these technologies. That was and... like the big that was like the big draw of the whole series where it's just like yeah. this is the first Enterprise crew. This yeah. is the first first the, the, this... But that was done really well because Enterprise looks more like a submarine than but... a than a sleek uh TNG ship. Not to not to go down this trail much longer, but uh, the initial scene of that is a a uh, Klingon crash landing into a barn and some farmer finding him and not knowing what the hell he's saying because oh, yeah, cause man you, hasn't dealt with that yet. Universal translators aren't aren't a thing right. yet. And that just that whole intro and that was kind of like okay this is way different and I was a little it was cool but I was a little irked by it and then by the end of that episode I was just like okay this is gonna be fun I this crew's really haphazard and different but I think this is gonna be I remember a cool and then it was I remember being one of those people that was pissed off because it was so different from Voyager or the, just the stuff before it and well, I think that's what makes each one good. And I, I, that, that's why I kind of want to go back and rewatch it now without that thing of, it's just like, but I wanted more Voyager. Right. Yeah. It does suck that it was like the, at that point, besides the original series, it was the only Star Trek show to not get seven seasons and end because they wanted to end. Also, you being a person who watched Voyager, Voyager is, though it's different from TNG and the fact of their proximity to where they, you know, where they are and Mm -hmm. the whole what's going on there, they're still on a ship traveling and that aspect of it is kind of very similar. But as a whole, like, when you bring DS9 into the whole breadth of everything, that does kind of change. Like, each story is very, you know, obviously oh, yeah. is very different. Well, so it's it's um, more After of... watching all three by the time of that, it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for something completely left field now. Yeah, it's, it's T- TNG is more of just, like, this is... The goings on of a regular, uh, I'd I, I honestly say uh, Enterprise is an extraordinary uh, Starfleet vessel. Okay. And then Deep Space Nine is more of the goings on of a uh, space station in a contested war zone. That's what I mean. It's in a contested war zone, but it's also not moving. And yeah, it, it in... tells different stories. Yes. It, the stories come to it rather than it going exactly. to the stories. Exactly. And it, that that big difference, I think, experience, once you experience that big difference from one of the other two stories, I think that's what would initially open somebody up to just different and then voyager's big thing is it's just like it is completely cut off from the federation it does not have the support that it would normally would and there used to be a big thing if it's just like and it only has a certain amount of crew anyone Mm -hmm. they don't they don't have the luxury of power from time to time power fuel there there was i remember they're scavenging it's a thing I didn't remember as a kid watching it, but like rewatching, it, I'm just like, oh, they have like multiple episode arcs where it's just like we need to find some fucking fuel, or yeah, we or are anything. fucked in the long run yeah. because because our journey is going to take seventy well, years. We don't want to stop at this planet, but it's the only thing for where we can get some dilithium. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I really dug that. I also liked the string of episodes where they were in that just negative nothing space for a while. It was like the hundred years or oh, the yeah. ten years of yeah, just the some vo- amount the, of the void some... of space with no stars. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah. ten years, but it was it was like months at yeah. least. It was some long time. It's one of those things. Hundred years. Where, that's where, silly. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I can't remember if it's just like. Did they actually go through that, or was one of those? It was like two years or something like that. It's one of those things where it's just like, now was that a thing that actually happened, or did they like end up retconning it with some time travel bullshit and just got around it and just like, no, we actually saved those two years because Mm -hmm. we did this and that. We we got slingshot. No, they sat through that. Oh, is that an episode that's just like years? it It was like a string of episodes. It was like an entire half season, I think took place during or at least an entire like three or four episodes i want to say took place around have been like a two-parter multiple parts oh it might have been like different parts of time during that it was like a seven or eight parter i want to say it might have been a two-parter in between seasons because i know they did that a lot maybe because that sounds like a big uh i want to look this one up because this one is... An eight-parter it doesn't was sound right. It was weird. It was long, and it was weird. Uh, but while you look that up, okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Star Trek Lower Decks, the new uh, Star Trek animated show. Um, who It was made by not Dan Harmon or Justin Roiland. It was but the year of how... Yeah, season four, episodes eight and nine. Okay, so it was a two-parter. Two-parter. All right. I felt like something happened that was a bunch of parts. Unless I'm just mixing up my sci-fi series. You might be. You might be mixing up like that I, I and Farscape or something. That yeah, that or that or Babylon Five or yeah. Or... <laughs> it might be Babylon. It's probably Babylon Five. It could have been. That's what I'm thinking. It could yeah. have been, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Lower Decks is made by not Dan Harmon or Justin Roiland, but a third guy who's like a producer and writer on uh, Rick and Morty. Hmm. Um, but it's definitely a show made by people who like Star Trek, but also get that there is funny things in the weirdness of it. Um, but it's I, I like this one because it's another thing where it's just like, here's a twist on something we haven't seen before. This one's following the lower deck officers. We're not following the the top class people. Yeah, we're not following the people fucking sitting in, in, on the bridge. The, these are people that just like yeah, no, we repair. We here for it's a nine to five. We carry boxes to the cargo deck and and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a nine it's, to five. It's a space. We don't have we don't have our own private room. We have a fucking. We all sleep in bunks. Think people who work in the railway and things like that, or just anyone on a fucking like ship who's not yeah like bridge crew. Change, change, change. Yeah, janitor of a cruise ship would be uh, the job of uh, the year. Oh, no. A cruise ship? Yeah. I would not want to be a janitor on a cruise ship. People get... Sick. People get... Yeah, I wouldn't want to work on a cruise ship. They're a fucking floating disease vector. (laughs) Oh, my God. It feels like a million years ago all those uh, ships were 
Like, we don't know where to dock because these boats are full of coronavirus. <laughs> um, and then, um, I think, unless you've got more to say about Star Trek, I've got one last thing and then we can move Pretty on. Um, just the first episode of Discovery came out. Mm. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I think nice. it, uh, it's got me hopeful for this season. Um, do you know the big... Uh, yeah, you saw the end of last season, right? Yeah, I don't remember what happened, but something big happened. Wasn't it uh, related to uh, Section uh, whatever? No, or did we pass kind that? Kind of. It, section created or, an evil AI. Section yeah, yeah um, gonna what take was that over called, the, though? Um, I can't remember what the name of it is. Um, but yeah, it was gonna take. It created an evil AI that was gonna oh, take over. Cool it was gonna take over the world or the universe in the future. Yeah. So they had to get this, um, information away from it, and the only way they could do that was to send Discovery to the future. Okay. Yeah. So it's nine hundred and something years in the future. Now it is in this yeah, new one. In the new one, okay. and, I, and I like. I'm not going to say, I don't think I'm going to say anything more than that. Mm. Um, other than I like that they did that. They set themselves so far away from the current timeline that they can't break anything. Because um, I think this might be the furthest out we've had. A we've story. been. Yeah. Um, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm hopeful that it'll be a good show. I've like, I like nice. the last two. Uh, I, I, I really liked the last season. I thought the last season kind of kind of picked up more from mm-hmm. from the first season. I would agree. Uh, if I could remember what the computer program's name is, I'd praise it more. But that that character is Control. It might be Control. I think I it's Control. Um, I was. So... I've got the book about it. Like I've got like that is <laughs> like the only the only Star Trek book that I've read any amount of. Isn't that a Deep Space Nine era book? Uh yes, it follows uh Bashir. Okay. And Bashir. that actually the the trilogy that's from is a if anybody's a Bashir fan, that is a really good Bashir trilogy. Just because, at least that book is because it goes a lot into you see a different side of Bashir. Okay. It's 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 a good it's a good story. Uh so what what have you been watching lately? Watching? I have been watching... I tried to watch Bleach, and then I fell off after, like, four episodes. Because all of it became available, and I'm I'm in a rut right now where there's nothing going on. Oh! However, there was an OVA episode of Dorohidoro that just released. A uh, new? Yeah. Yeah, like, two days ago. Oh. Um, It's a weird... Like, it's, like... A, a normal episode length, so it's like 23 or 24 minutes, but it's like six or seven little three or four minute vignettes that kind of just are little side stories from like all the characters and stuff going on. Okay. But it's nice. It's it's a good little filler for if you were a fan of the series and are waiting for the next season, it's a nice little filler of some stuff. All right. And you get some backgrounds of, of the characters and we all more of what they're like, but, uh, that'd be my only complaint of Doro Hidoro is it definitely ended at a point where it's just like, it felt like something bigger was going to happen. Yeah. And but... I think there's going to be another season to, yeah, it, it definitely felt it like it, it ended on a, well, 
we'll see you next week instead of like a we'll see you next season. Yeah. But uh, that was that was decent. Um, otherwise, what I caught up on the rest of what's on YouTube Taskmaster or what's there oh, for okay. YouTube Taskmaster. Um, Champion of Champions was pretty decent. I wish that would have been a couple more episodes, but I'm fine with it. It was it was a special. I wasn't expecting it to be two episodes. Yeah, I when they said it was the final episode already, I was like, oh, okay, oh. three or four would have been at least nice. When they announced... For some reason, I thought it was going to be a full season. When but. they announced that it's just like, so the first series, we didn't have this head statue because we didn't know if it was going to oh, be yeah. on. So, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's... It's totally gonna be the fucking karate statue that wins because that's that that is the funniest way for it to be. Oh, where right. it's just like we made this whole body for the golden head to go on top of, and it's just like it has to be the head cannot <laughs> go on top of it once they've introduced that. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good season. That was that was a fun little thing. I was also impressed by uh, the one character who aced their first shot on like two different occasions. I think. What's that? Got it right away. Uh, Rob Beckett. Oh. I didn't want to say it out loud, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um. God oh. dang it, that shadow on the wall looked like a spider for a second. <laughs> it is a spider. Mm-hmm. Spider. Um, there was a... So I started watching Children's Hospital again. Oh. Because I've just, I've just wanted something... Uh, like basically background noise around oh. while I play Hades. Um, but there was a thing in there that used to be an inside joke of ours for a long time, uh, that I completely forgot about until I saw it on Children's Hospital, where there's an opening where it's just this narrator just going, just talking about all this stuff, and then it eventually breaks down into him just showing random clips, and he's just like, oh, look at this, look at that, that dog's standing on its hind legs, And uh, and when he says, "Oh God, yes," yeah, I it's, about it's the that shot one. of like Nick Kroll as like a full grown adult baby uh, man, it's like sliding yeah. off someone's legs, yeah. covered in covered in fucking when placenta. He's, when he's being birthed, yeah. yeah. But I remember we used to fucking Here's say that <laughs> we we say that <laughs> we, we used to say that to each other so much. This, yeah, that dog standing on its hind legs. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that completely. Uh, oh, now I need to rewatch that show. I've got it on DVD, so I can I can make that happen. Well, they have. Uh, I think they only put the first like technically first two seasons because i think that was a weird show yeah the first but it was volume yeah the first season was like six episodes it was yeah because i think the show started off as just like internet shorts was yeah yeah and it was like a compilation each episode was like a compilation internet shorts and then um kind of like uh how the guild was Mm -hmm. where each season is like an episode yeah but each one was like an hour long. Or yeah, something. it was almost movie length. Yeah, it was like twelve ten minute or yeah or twelve or no that'd be six ten minute something like that. Yeah. But it was they it weren't was very long. Good enough. I fell off the gill that some. It actually point. wasn't bad. I watched through it. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if it holds up anymore. 
I watched it within the last year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I never had watched it before that, and at some point I hit a brick wall of stuff to watch on Netflix, and it was there, and I was like, I could do this. There was a point where I was watching it live, and I was just like, I don't Hmm. really want, I don't, I don't care to keep up with this. No, Hmm. watching it, watching it through it just in a rapid succession is, I think, the best way to go for it, because you can just kind of binge through, and then it's like, all right, that's, that's what I did with, um, I'm not waiting on the little cliffhangers, they're just gonna get answered right away. Yeah. That's what I did with, uh, Red vs. Blue. That was like minute and a half episodes. They were like minute and a half, two minute like episode clip things. Yeah, that those were compiled of. But I remember doing that. They, they like put red versus blue collections on like Netflix yeah. or Hulu or something, and then it was just like, oh, I come fucking binge through a season in an, in an hour. And it's just like, oh yeah, these were vaguely funny. Yeah, no, they were. And then, and then just watching. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say that like that because I did not watch them. I've just seen several episodes over at friends' houses and things like that. It was interesting watching it go from machinima to actual animation, where it's just like, oh, oh, at some point between these years, Rooster Teeth became like animators. Yeah, they actually like got animation budgets and hired people who know how to do like three modeling and shit so that they can actually make their uh halo guys do cool flips and shit take take off uh take off their helmets sometimes and and actually have uh human people underneath yeah yeah but yeah yeah been uh binging through children's hospital you also you mentioned uh you've been looking for something to watch in the background while you play hades uh have we talked about hades uh, a little bit. I'm saving that for a big, full-on podcast with John, because he's Whoa. been playing it, too. Well, that's you guys. Yeah. Well, it's still going on the same feed. I, will oh, say, I suppose. I yeah. will say um, I'm loving it. It Unless I'm, I'm holding out, it's probably going to be my game of the year. Whoa. Um, but... I will say I've already, I've already, I'm that might be superseded by Cyberpunk, uh, okay. just because that's like a fucking huge AAA game that's been waiting. I think the first trailer for it was dropped in like 2012 or 2013. Nice. So I just saw some stuff from a, a buddy of mine has that new. Uh, uh, classic Japanese game, the uh, sort of. Tsushima, whatever oh, it's called. Oh, Ghost of Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah, something. Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima, yes. Okay, but yeah, that. Um, Tsushima. Oh, shit, that looks cool. I've been... Wowie wee wow. I've been tempted to pick that up. I. That's a magic... That is a flipping masterpiece. That's, that's a, definitely a labor, like... That's a game game to play through. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of, like, indie stuff, it's definitely more of a... Is indie? I thought it was, like, Sega or something. No, I'm saying if you're a fan of oh. indie stuff, it's more of, like, a commitment to have to get into because it's more, you know, it's a Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a dedicated big-ass story. Yeah, yeah, it's a full $60 game, but... Yeah, I know people were fucking, fucking cool. digging on it a bunch when it came wow, out. Wow, wow. And then there was some... <sighs> I do, it's so hard buying games immediately when they come out sometimes because it's just like... There's a lot of hype around them. 
well, not just a lot of hype around it, but sometimes it's just like, and we had to rush it out, so it's oh, it's playable. Eighty percent, but, but but sometimes you'll get a fucking game breaking bug, or we didn't we didn't like balance things out yeah. right, and we'll just fix it later on. You got to wait a month on away for patch proper patches to occur. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a that'd be tiresome. That would be tiresome. Um, but. If we are talking about games, I have been getting back into uh, No Man's Sky. Oh. Yeah, they put out their biggest, their their next big, uh, what was it called? Their um, Origins, the Origins update, which added, uh, which completely like revamped all the um, <clears throat> animals that spawn on the planets and stuff. Okay. So, and... Um, Change different planet biome types, so now now planets look prettier. Oh, and no. thing it, it it was a bit it was a big like big minor tweaks and changes to to a lot of overall systems. Do you do anything different in the game though? Um, they added uh, so there was these things that you could find flying around in space that are like destroyed space freighters. Um, before you couldn't do anything with them, but now you can, like, go on and land on them and, like, loot them for, or not loot, but scavenge and, uh, read, like, logs and stuff. And I think they added, uh, they might have added some more multiplayer stuff, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I think they added cross-play with this, so you can play with people playing on PC and Xbox. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. It's a good, it's a good uh, time suck game where it's just like yeah. I wish just... I wish there was a way that uh, the listening audience could see your face when you said it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a much better game than it was when it came out. From what I've seen, I think that would be that's like one of those things like. Fantavision was on the PS2 where it's just kind of like a boast of the hardware early on and then it just like I don't see I don't see the the appeal beyond an hour. It's uh if you like building and exploring. Okay. That, that that's okay. that's the main that's the main loop of it is you explore so you can build more stuff and then you've got to and, it, and then if there's specific stuff you want to build, sometimes you'll need a specific thing and you don't have it, so you've got to go like look for a blueprint so you um and it, that, that's i yeah it's basically say that's the okay, basic game okay. loop is there's i guess that's more than i thought was happening <laughs> yeah it's a it's a lot of resource management and exploration okay hmm. and because it's such a big big map it's a big there's like billions of planets you can go to um so there's just a ton of exploring you can do. Nice, nice. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> you saying that makes me realize it's just like it's hard for me to sell that game. Besides, it's just like it's fun, it's good. Other than it's just like it's it 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 it, it gets me in that you got you gotta want it. 
<laughs> that's a good way to put it. It get it gets me in that good game loop that I like sometimes where it's just like I'm not doing if you watched me play it, you'd probably be bored as fucking sin, honestly. This <laughs> is just because you're just like you're just watching kinda... somebody dick around. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like it's dicking around the game. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm not dicking around. I need to I need to kill five of these things so that I can do this and that. But it looks no, like I you're just... need to aimlessly fly all over this universe for an hour and really pinpoint the perfect planet i'm not just doing this for fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) well at least i i'd like i've never gotten into the whole like studying up before you start playing a game Mm. i know john was into it for a while with like destiny where there's things where it's just like okay there's a new thing that's being released today so i'm gonna watch a bunch of videos of people. on how to do it yeah a bunch of, well well not, not even on how to do it just a bunch of people try well yeah kind of on how to do it but a bunch of people testing it out and and like trying to figure out how to do it the day it's released so that when you come home you're you're like more practice you know what not right, to do. right right and i always joke with them about it where it's just like Man, you turn playing games into work so much. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I've, it, it's just, it's a thing he likes about it. He likes uh, optimizing, I think. You know, I think in the last 24 hours, I've probably sweat at least a shot glass just from controller grip playing pinball effects. Gross. <laughs> yeah, no, that game fucking, after yeah. like 10 minutes, it it, I, need, I need a towel around to play that game. I feel that we used, I used to have a multiplayer controller rag, so it's just like okay, yeah. we, we have to pass off this controller. Oh God, sorry, yeah. I'm so I'm sorry, I'm so that, sorry that it's so wet. I do that when I play over at my buddy's house on his uh, PS4. If they could make a controller that wicks away sweat, that would be cool. Ugh. Maybe no. I'm just thinking it's just like a damp velour. I, I want I want a controller with with. Uh, holes and low-powered fans to just constantly blow cool air at you. It'd be a loud-ass controller. Maybe. If they're low-powered enough, you might get away with it. I feel like any tiny fan ends up being like... I wouldn't mind, though. But yeah, also uh, to gloat on my own uh, pinball effects... uh... Oh, yeah, Achievements, that's what... I uh, have officially beat Sorcerer's Lair three times in the last 24 hours. Nice. Is, is Sorcerer's Lair like a... That's the free Zen-made table that comes with the game. Okay. But uh, So, wait, is that Pinball Effects 2 or 3? Three. Three? Okay. Three. You digging it? I'm loving it. I got it on Thursday night, so it's been... Three days. Okay. And uh, I am very, very much into it. I really like the stand setup I have for the for yeah. my Switch Lite, too. Because one would think playing a pinball game on a Switch Lite would be way... Be weird. Ugh, yeah. But having, it, having the ability to go vertical and then a friend last Christmas or the Christmas before gifted me that stand for... When I was playing controller games mm-hmm. for Switch, I want I needed a stand, and uh, he got me that for Christmas, and that uh, turned out to be perfect with a rubber band. 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty nifty setup you have there. We've got the little high top table we work we do our show on here. That's like you know your classic little bar high top, Mm -hmm. and I have it sit on the edge of that and can have the bottom of my can or the bottom of my switch hang probably a good two and a half three inches below the table. So it's nice, kind of right in that gut at the pinball angle. Yeah. And then my hands can still go under the table, so it feels real natural. Like I like, I really dig the setup. It's it's a pretty uh, nifty. But aside from that, uh, the other free table on FX three uh, fishtails is fun as hell. It's a weird. It's a it's a Bally William. It's a Williams table, but okay. it's from like the early nineties. But it's about fishing. But it's just the stupidest, funniest, it's really, it's a really funny table. Um, There's a loop in it in the middle that you can hit from two directions. And every time you hit the loop from a different direction, you like motor up your speedboat and the dude in the boat goes, woo! And then it'll hit the other one and it'll like rev up more and be like, woo! It just keeps (laughs) getting progressively more and more. It's just the dumbest, funniest table. But the whole premise of it is the goal of the game is to catch fish and then lie about the weight and size of the fish. <laughs> so it's just great. stupid. I'm like, I'm not into fishing or fishing culture at all, but fishing? all of, all of the jokes and everything in that hit just flipping perfectly. Fishing is no pun intended. Boring. It is, but fishing pinball is really surprisingly great. Because it makes fun of it in a way that I just enjoy making fun of people who are into that whole thing. And that, I just shouldn't say I like to make fun of but it's just not my bag, baby. No, we all, we but, all know that you're a rampant bully. Yeah, bully, I'm mean. I'm mean. Bullying is one of your uh, main traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone I'll knows. Push you, I'll push you into a pond if you don't give me lunch money right now. I no, I mean I will money. push you into a pond, Meryl. I don't have any lunch money. Okay. I don't carry cash. Cool. Well, you better fucking Venmo me 20 <laughs> bucks right now, bitch. But also on the small video games uh, department, I do also want to mention the My Arcade Mini uh, cabinets that I picked up recently from Walmart on Super Clearance because they're effing sweet and I want to collect those now. <laughs> Do you want to mention those? Yeah, I totally want to mention those. Because well, we're then, talking video games, then, that's uh, like what I've been playing. Then and yeah, mention them. Um, yeah, the My Arcade uh, Mini uh, Arcade uh, cabinets. They're about six inches tall. Uh, MSRP for like the first few generations, a uh, couple or a few generations, are 25 bucks. The newest three are 40 to 50 but they're a premium range. Mm. Uh, Contra looks real cool. So you can link two cabinets together and play a multiplayer. How uh, do you link them together? Uh, via a... There's a port in the back and you use an eighth inch like headphone, double-ended headphone cable. Oh, weird. Um, and then the other one becomes player two. But... Uh, you, there's like I think there's a switch to set host and player player one and player two on the back as well. Mm. I may be wrong on that. I'm not sure, but uh, I believe there is. But then there's also a Space Invaders one, which Space Invaders is whatever, but it's done in the classic cabinet style where it's a 
screen pointing upward go reflecting against a mirror and then there's a picture there's the picture backdropped on it so okay. you're like looking an inch and a half actually into the mini cab before you see the screen and then it's like all moving over this image to give it a really interesting 3d effect kind of if you've ever looked into an old yeah 70s box style cabinet like that yeah i get what i know i, I like, i'm picking up what you're putting yeah there. it floats over the background yeah so that one looks super cool, so I want that one a lot. And then there's a few other minor games, like Burger Time and uh, Heavy Barrel. So you're into all these three-quarter and Yeah, I've got different-sized uh, arcade happening so in this very early. Are you ever right going to get double-sized? Dude, I have been waiting for that. They did act. It's funny you say double-sized, because I made a joke last night, because... Uh, a YouTube reviewer I enjoy. Actually, I'll just give a shout out to uh, good old console kits, but uh, a YouTube reviewer I like. I'm bleeping that kits. out. We're not. Yes. No buzz marketing. Do that. He. Uh, but speaking of which, reviewed the uh -oh. Game Gear mic. One of the Game Gear micros that came out, and it's got like a one inch screen on it. The thing is like two inches big, and it's real eyesore. But as a joke, he did it under a microscope. Or he played it under a microscope, and then he had like a little mock fit in the middle of it because it was it was really annoying to play. I'm sure, but I can uh, imagine. He's like, you know, I'm sick of all these things being like mini stuff. We just I want a big version of something. I want a big version of something. And I made the joke of uh, or in the comments of uh, then you sound like the a prime candidate for the giant joystick because arcade one up released a giant joystick that sits off the floor it sits like two and a half three inches tall or mm. inches feet yeah um pretty much right at dick level cool which it's they well there was a, a pac-man one and a disney one that was like a mickey mouse looking blackhead you know with the ears mm -hmm. and it looks all right. The Pac-Man originally they had at CES, at the last CES, and it had the normal Pac-Man head, eyes and his Pac-Man mouth. And the mouth faces you, and one of the YouTube, another YouTube reviewer walks up to it uh, and, like, starts to play it, and it's just looking like he's, like, <laughs> blowing himself with it. And, uh... It became kind of a noted joke in the arcade, online arcade community, and then Arcade 1UP just finally released it with a remodel, and there's no mouth on Pac-Man. So it looks like the mouthless emoji, if you've ever seen just like two dot eyes, the two dot eyes emoji, with no mouth on it whatsoever. It looks exactly like that instead. Pac-Man with no mouth is not iconic, though. No, it's not. It's 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 a real big miss. I mean, it's cool, I guess, if that's what you're looking for. Maybe it's would look cool in a corner, but if it was actually Pac-Man, it would. It doesn't look like Pac-Man enough now for me to associate that as Pac-Man if I were to walk in a room and not know what that was already. Yeah. Unless it says Pac-Man all over it. But last thing I gotta say, arcade shit. I'm we're less than a month till MVSX comes, and I'm hyped as shit about that. The MVXS is that the SNK machine? Yes. Okay, the SNK Mini. Yep. 
I got it with the uh, riser, so it'll sit arcade one-up height. Oh, you or- you have it ordered? Yeah, I pre-ordered it the, nice. uh, within the first, like, three or four hours, the pre-order went up. Nice. I didn't know if that was something that you actually... Well, what was really cool about it was, the, obviously, there was... I think I talked about it in some episode at some point. They, uh, you might yeah, have. I may have, if not, but uh, they... It didn't start off with there being blood in any of the blood games, and like that didn't really bother me. But then the community kind of was annoyed by that, and because they're like, we want at least the ability to turn it on and off. Yeah. And uh, the company that's making the cab within like two days responded and was like, okay, so from the o- because of the overwhelming response here, um, we're going to allow it a violent switch for the Samurai Showdown and Metal Slug series games which are the ones that primarily had a notable amount of blood in them Mm. um so that was kind of cool but then also um they re the originally the well the systems still right now are 450 dollars for just the bar top and 500 with the stand otherwise the stand is 100 bucks alone yeah and um Really? That it was like 30 or 40 bucks. I think there's like 30 bucks or 35 bucks to ship, and then they didn't charge you tax. And some online stores are just that way. Um, but I think Arcade 1 Up gets out, gets away with that too. You get charged shipping, but no tax. It's probably some fucking state legal, loophole. Yeah. Loophole or, or, yeah. yeah. Um, Something they're legally allowed to do. But yeah. Um, didn't get charged tax on that, and then at with the email about there being the blood uh, now added to the cabinets, we also, everybody who pre-ordered, got their shipping back because there was a new trade agreement with the company shipping out the units, and they now can offer free shipping to everybody. Nice. So it ended up being four hundred ninety nine ninety nine on the penny final price that's insane for so it's not that yeah for a big ticket item sent to your house that's really more in the range of it being like four four fifty well more like the four fifty range you know add tax yeah what you normally play yeah yeah. so i'm i'm happy with it it's gonna be 50 and one there's six metal slugs 10 king of fighters which is a lot but there's different eras and it has everything from 94 to well it's the same thing of like there's there's like six different street fighter twos right right oh yeah on this on the 12 and one street fighter cab there's six of them and then there's also dark stalkers which is another capcom fighter so that's seven fighters on a 12 game cab but this is about 35 fighters on a 50 game cab and a lot of fighters. it is a lot but 10 of those are king of fighters and it's arguable like everybody's got their favorites yeah. you know so it's it's hard to exclude any from a certain range so they gave you a decade of king of fighters but like four of those games are arguably some of the best fighting games made so that's a series i haven't messed around with oh there's some really good ones in that series like uh, 98 and, uh, 02 are both... I feel like... Super, super good ones. Virtua Fighter, um, King of Fighters, and, like, I think it's Skullgirls is a newer one. Are yeah, just, like, that. different, or just different big fighting, uh, brands that I, yeah, brands that I haven't... Got played. into? Yeah, haven't played, haven't seen much of. 
Skullgirls seems like it's the fucking weebiest one where it's just mm. like here's here's the waifu game where you the fighting waifu game. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I've heard the gameplay mechanics in that are pretty decent. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard it. I, I've heard about it. It's just like, I've no, it's a fucking sl- well. it's a slick ass fighting game. Fuck you. Don't yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that about my waifu. But uh, yeah, MVSX has got those titles, and then like a slew of other ones. Samurai Showdown is like a decent one. Uh, Sengoku's another decent one. Um, there's Weapon Fighters as well as Hand to Hand, three versus three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a slew of like random sports games, which are actually all pretty decent ones. There are a couple that it's missing that are technically better, but the ones that are there are still by all means. A good change of pace, too. The soccer game is actually really fun, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, got a top-down shooter in... Uh, I can't think of what it's fucking called. Some game. Hmm. Something. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, other than that, our kid won a pinball. Looks cool. I'm happy to hear tonight that... Uh, John D saying that despite uh, pre-orders getting pushed back, all three cabinets are still set to release by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. It was just a flub on GameStop's part, so that was that was a real happy bit of news to hear on that. Well, GameStop's got its own problems with the fact that it won't be a company in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, but it is also one of those situations where like Arcade One Up as a company gets kind of griped at a lot for different stores have different skews of the same cabinets and sometimes things vary in those skews and there's no news of those different things coming from arcade one up but they don't really have the right to do that because if walmart releases nba jam one week and then two months later costco releases it as well but it's got a little bit better stuff and everybody gets mad at them like well everybody got mad at them and like if you were to when walmart releases their cab first if you were to say well okay everybody but in two months costco's gonna release this one that's better no one would buy buy it from walmart yeah, yeah no one's gonna buy the walmart one so you can't really talk about stuff like that so everybody getting mad about that is this kind of an annoying gripe when I see people cry about it because they just look like 12-year-olds to me. Yeah. But that's the community sometimes in general. But overall... Um, Why does a business want to want to not shoot itself in the <laughs> foot? But overall, I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, Bally Williams pinball that they're uh, doing as well as it seems like there's going to be some new different things on the horizon to look forward to and some more 12 and ones to add to the mix the pinballs that that's one of the ones that's supposed to come out this year yeah pinball should be released by the end of the year they said and also that uh, bally williams will be a probably arcade one-up website exclusive just because star wars and marvel are both easy as hell to get storefront space Yeah. Yeah. yeah And competing against those two, none of the stars are going to want to try to move Bally Williams. Because that's more of the niche crowd. But the same thing happened. They just released Golden Axe. And they did that as a site exclusive. Because storefronts didn't really... Don't really know what Golden Axe is. It's not game, Sonic game, ner- or... game nerds care about Golden Axe. Yeah, exactly. But then it just did awesome. And then all of a sudden... 
storefronts now are like, okay, we want a part of this. Everybody's reviewing this like it's the best cabinet they've I'd made. Fu- I'd so, fuck with Golden Axe, dude. I like a nice... It's a five-game cabinet, good diversity, and it's got uh, Golden Axe Revenge of Death Adder, which was a Japanese arcade exclusive that never got a consolized port or anything like that re-released, mm. and it's supposed to be really good. The, I remember seeing videos of someone playing and this... it's a gorgeous orange and black cab. But I remember seeing videos of someone playing this. I think it was an arcade Dungeons and Dragons game. Ooh, yeah, it looked it looked pretty okay. cool. It was like a brawler. Was it like those that I was gonna say, or was it that era of? I think I actually might know what you're talking about. Well, because I think it had mechanics of like leveling up and stuff, where it's just like as you fought, you get you got XP, and well, then there were so many. There was such a weird era in the early '90s and late '80s of Forgotten Realms, specifically related, because Dungeons and Dragons is technically within the Forgotten Realms, and yeah. And Forgotten Realms related uh, video games in well, general were just such a hit for so long. And they even just, speaking they, of that, the uh, Baldur's Gate Three right, just had right. uh, just had its early access release. Oh shit! I didn't know about that. Yeah, but uh, apparently it's nice. just like the first part. Okay. But yeah, no. But I'm but, still fucking interested because I'm just like, ooh, a way to get my grubby, ha- grubby <laughs> little hands and some solo D and D stuff, eh? Uh, but yeah, those Baldur's Gates were uh, pretty fun. I always wanted to play, like, Icewind Dale and stuff like that, too, because I read a lot of the, uh... Drizzt? The Drizzt books, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, that was all that. But, um... Yeah, those are the arcade things I'm, uh, kind of looking forward to. Pinball, definitely the most. I really want a virtual pinball table in this room. I feel like that's the thing you've been, you've been pretty hyped on. The most, like, the weird thing is, is now that there's some, there's a couple other companies, uh, surfacing that are going to be general, um, competition, Mm -hmm. but... Going based on the programs that they're running, I really have by far the most faith in Arcade 1-Ups because they're running Zen Studios, so it's going to be the Pinball FX3. Hopefully the Pinball FX3 quality because Zen Studios is fully in the helm of this cabinet. It's like Arcade 1-Up is putting their logo and... Basically, just like, you can use but, our factory space yeah, to build but this machine. Zen Studios is all behind the inner workings, like the this. software, yeah, yeah the and that is something I, I'm really because it's also their first physical product. Then, so they're gonna want. Oh this, yeah, they're gonna want this to go really well. I think because if it does, they'll just be it, it'll be just gonna a be fucking a huge and, and it's win. Gonna, it's gonna be a huge win. Pinball has boomed since coronavirus happened. That is a recent article I just saw leaked on or something it's weird <laughs> it's a weird thing. well everybody's individual Gaming, hobbies have yeah. happened and pinball is one of those things that has recently boomed you have a lot of like more first-time buyers than any other time basically mm-hmm. um but in a market where your base thing is two to six thousand dollars used of going up to new like, yeah getting something that is five hundred dollars out the Very, door is yeah. a lot more reasonable. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all that. So, yeah, if Zen can do this with actual haptic, you know, nudge that where you nudge a table and it nudges on a virtual pin with a sunken screen and glass, I think 
I honestly wouldn't even mind for a virtual table a fucking just tilt button. Because I wouldn't... Oh, tr- yeah. No, I don't mind that. I wouldn't trust myself to not tip over this $500 thing I bought. Right. And it is also a little bit scary in the thought of it's going to be uh, um, probably like 80 pounds. You know, like if it's... If it's it's going to be light, yeah. The weight of that, yeah. Is it going to be something... But, uh, they have, if they've got confidence in it, then I've got confidence in it. Hmm. And, you know, they've got warranties so you can send shit back if it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, other virtual pin products now are coming out. There's a well-played is a company that's making one. They're a shitty toy company. And they're making one with Zakaria pinball on it, which is kind of shitty pinball. Um, hate to say it, but... It's just not. It's like it's like fifties and sixties tables. There's mm. they do have some eighties and early nineties tables on there, but it's like four or five tables out of a list of like twenty eight that they have on there. I'm okay. sure there's some other decent ones with features too. But, not playing fucking grandpa pinball, but it's it's a different thing. However, that one looks like it's gonna be very accessible and easily moddable. So you might be able to just uh, throw a drive with with like pinball effects on it and play pinball effects off it or mm. something like that. So that would be sweet. Well, I think we oh, yeah. I think that's the landscape in my mind. I think we're about I think we can wrap it up unless you got is there any other pressing pressing other stuff pressing that people things? need to know? Oh man, dude, there's so much. Oh. Um no, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I want to check my blood sugar. Well, in that case, let's go on for another two hours. All right, dude. Because so then that life insurance policy I've got the on third company that's off. making virtual oh, pinball no, that please. I haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I had but to stop I just, myself I just, from cutting you off from the no, the, cool. the second I would, bad I would, company. I wouldn't. <laughs> Well, actually, At Games Pinball might be okay, and it's the only one with a 32-inch screen. That's all I'll that's say. That's a big-ass screen. That's it like, is. That's but like... they're running Farsight Studios Pinball, which is the pinball I have over there, which is that Wii Stern Pinball, and, okay. or the Williams Pinball, not Stern Pinball. And it's just a lot more PS2-looking and floaty and slow. It's, and, a Wii, it's a Wii game. Right, but even, like, I have it on the Switch, and the Switch version is the same way. Like, oh. after we're done recording, I'll show it to you real quick, and you're going to see the difference, and you're going to be like, how the fuck do they compete? How do you play that? And then tables are up to 10 bucks a piece on that one versus no, $4 thank you. at the And you mode. had to pay for the game? No, it's a free game. Okay. That you get one free table with that one. Um, it's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. All of the tables in that, th- that is a full simulator, though. All the tables are real. And you okay. have the full dip switch settings inside the coin door and everything like that. So, whatever. But virtual pin plays way more real. Mm. So, yeah. That's how it the landscape now looks with everything included. At games, well played. Them. I'm sure there's one other one I'm forgetting, but I don't remember. Oh, and Toy Shark. Toy Shark should be out by the end of the year, but nobody fucking knows because those guys like to talk and then not do what they talk about. And then not give news for two months on end. All right. 
<laughs> so that's their game. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us then. Yep. Done gabbing your ear off about Star Trek and pinball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, until next time, I'm Meryl. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you in the holodeck uh, recreating a classic uh, arcade. That's a really bad holodeck. Uh, Did the holodeck make a sound when it? It says it in maybe in the older ones in TNG it made that like shimmer sound. Oh yeah, I kind of made that, that like, teleporter sound. Yeah. Well, only like three octaves higher. Well, well, we'll see you later. Pizza. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.